Welcome to the Perfume Room. Today's episode is brought to you from inside my closet. Now, is my closet a walk-in closet? In fact, it is not. Can I breathe? In fact, I cannot. But... As you'll hear in this episode, and as you might have been able to hear in previous episodes, I've been having some sound issues. I recently moved back to the city, and I happened to move um, to an apartment building that is on top of a highway. So there are some sound issues that we are currently working through, and I just want to say I really appreciate you guys bearing with me as we figure it out. And again, you will hear a little bit in today's episode, so thank you for your patience. My scent of the day today is Kayali Deja Vu White Flowers 57. And spoiler alert, Mona frickin' Catan is the guest on the pod today. I am obsessed with Deja Vu. I think the name is so fitting. There's something so transportive about this fragrance. I smell it and I immediately think of exactly where I was and who I wanted to be in the early 2000s. While it is a fragrance that is totally original and unique, the smell reminds me of all of those saccharine, sweet white florals that I loved so much of that time period. Valentino, Roberto Cavalli, Couture Couture by Juicy Couture. If you liked any of those fragrances, you must try Deja Vu. What's so interesting about this fragrance is Deja Vu to me, with its sweet white florals, feels very youthful and flirty, but because of the jasmine, and I've heard this in a lot of reviews, a lot of people see it as an older skewing scent, a more mature skewing scent, and I think it just goes to show how subjective fragrance is. Personally, I think this is a sweet, fun, floral fragrance that makes me really happy. It's a great evening fragrance, great date night fragrance, and it's just, yeah, it's saccharine. It's syrupy white floral in a way that's really comforting, flirty, and sexy. Okay, but in what world do you guys get to hear me give my opinion about a fragrance and then immediately after hear from the creator of said fragrance as they tell you about the process and inspiration behind it? That is exactly what you are in for today with the lovely Mona Catan. Before we get to that life-changing interview, let me give you guys the perfume juice of the day, and that is on Vacation by Vacation. You've probably seen this bottle all over Instagram. It has a very 80s theme, and let me tell you something. Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning for kitsch. I love me a theme. I love a theme party, and a theme fragrance is totally up my alley. I was very excited to try this one. And now another thing you need to know is that I don't enjoy sunscreen fragrances. I can appreciate them from afar, I believe there are many brands that have done them very well, but you will not catch me in Sole Blanc, in Maddie, in any of these fragrances I have deep respect for, but just cannot personally wear. Now, is vacation an exception to the rule? Unfortunately, no. It's just not, it's a personal thing. Like, I am not your girl for a sunscreeny fragrance. However, this one is really special, and I'm going to tell you why. The presentation and packaging is everything. So in the package that I got, first off, it looks like a tacky 90s travel agency. I'm obsessed. It comes with an air freshener. The font, the colors, if you hear this ASMR paper, I'm literally looking at it as I talk to you. So you basically get what looks like a travel guide pamphlet for a destination, and then there's a business card stapled to it from the regional sales director and part-time company accountant, as if you went into a freaking travel agency. The bottle looks like an homage to every 80s musk ever. I'm thinking musk by Alyssa Ashley. I'm thinking Jovan White Musk, and it smells like 
Malibu musk, but like a little less hairspray, a little more pool water. And the notes listed are pedigrain, coconut water, coconut milk, bergamot, musk, banana, pineapple, pool water, swimsuit lycra, and sea salt. I smell coconut, banana, sunscreen, even a little bit of a paracord, and perhaps a bit of tuberose as well, because I get that sort of bubblegummy quality that I know from so many soft, sweet tuberoses. But then I'm like, damn, like I also smell bathing suit and pool water accords. It's like they've perfectly bottled the smell of my childhood vacations and UTIs. This fragrance is like you are rollerblading in Venice in neon spandex with a boombox. So yeah, while I'm very much into the kitsch and the photorealism of this fragrance, I am a deep believer that if I wanted to smell like sunscreen, I could easily smell like sunscreen by wearing sunscreen. Somehow now I feel like Larry David, but wearing a sunscreen fragrance means you get all of the smells, none of the benefits, more of the cost. The idea of sunscreen perfume feels like a gimmick that preys upon nostalgic, depressed adults. Okay, Emma, enough. The people are sick of you. We need to talk about Mona frickin' Catan. That is exclusively how I want to say her name from now on because she deserves it. Mona is the queen of perfume. She is the queen of layering. She is an influencer. She is an entrepreneur. And of course, you know her, you love her as the founder of Kayali. As you'll hear in the episode, Mona and I actually met in perfume class. Does it get any cooler than that? Mona talks about her journey from starting her career as a banker to finding her truth and founding Kayali. We talk about her strongest scent memories, her first perfumes, the fragrance trends that she's predicting this decade, why we need to reclaim the pick-me-girl and, in fact, celebrate her. And, of course, duh, we learn the inspiration and stories and processes behind each of her Kayali fragrances, how she layers them, and she reveals her current personal favorite. Mona is as radiant and kind in private as she is in public, and it was such a joy to get to talk to her. Here is Mona. Mona, welcome to the perfume room. This is the ultimate. I am so excited to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much, Emma. Honestly, the pleasure is mine. I know how much you love perfume. We were in class together and I love that. And I'm so happy to be here. So thank you so much. So Mona, I always start the pod asking the following three questions. What are you currently wearing? Do you have a signature scent? And do you have any perfume controversial opinions? Ooh, good questions. I love it. Um, Okay. So what I'm currently wearing is like a crazy amount of samples. Like my tray of samples is actually behind that tray. It's just full. So I'm constantly just testing things. And right now I'm working on a project for 2024 Wow. So, yeah. so I'm just like testing like a mad woman. I wish you were here in Dubai. I would spray you, but <laughs> I, I wish I was there in Dubai. <laughs> so yeah, I'm just wearing lots of samples. Um, my, my scent profile, that was the question, right? Oh, my signature scent. Yeah. But also I'm, um, that was the next question. So you're oh. one step ahead of me. So for me, like I would say my signature scent is always a mixture of like a few different fragrance families. So it's always like a mixture of floral gourmand and a little bit of spicy woodiness. Mm-hmm. If that, you know, if that makes sense altogether. So I don't always wear the same perfumes, but I'll wear like that combination. So I'll, I'll mix cause I'm a, a layer lover. So I'll just mix different things together to create that kind of combination. Um, 
but I, I'm just a sucker for sweet florals. I love it. And yeah, the base always has to be a little bit woody to like, you know, feel that kind of middle Eastern vibe as well. <laughs> I mean, it's funny cause I'm looking at your perfumes from your line that I have and I'm just like, yep. Okay. Sweet floral, woody, spicy, gourmand. Um, for everyone listening, I just pulled up Deja Vu and Invite Only. Yeah. Um, okay, and then do you have any fragrance hot takes, Mona? Ooh, that's such a great question. Um, I think like my my best advice to people who you know want to hear something new about fragrance is, and I don't know if this is anything new because I'm sure you've definitely heard it multiple times, but. I think just remember how volatile skin is and don't use it as the best way to test whether or not you like a fragrance. So I always spray on skin, but I spray on clothing as well. And on my hair too. Cause like, I feel like your hair is just so diffusive because <laughs> of like your head gets hot, you start sweating mm-hmm. and like your head, if your hair smells really good, yeah, I feel like you smell more than like even your skin. Cause it just gives off that like scent. So that's my little like tip to people who really want to make an impression. Like, don't just think about spraying your mm-hmm. skin. It's like the full 360 <laughs> spray everywhere. And with that said everywhere, do you think hair perfumes is ever something that you would explore? Yeah, we actually, we did launch a hair, a hair perfume, oh, okay. um, hair mist. Um, so we launched a deja vu version and it's a tough process from like a product development perspective because we removed all the alcohol and the base, um, has a lot of nourishing ingredients. It's not just like the fragrance minus the alcohol we've added in like aloe vera, camellia oil, panthenol, uh, castor oil. So like tons of great oils to like nourish the hair. But I have to tell you, it's been such a nightmare to like get it right for the other scents too, because like compatibility and stability with the formulas is like very challenging. So it's not, it's not easy, but, um, I, we did launch a deja vu. We were supposed to launch utopia, this year. And like it, it got pushed out because of just formula issues, but, um, I love hair perfume. I need to get deja vu hair perfume. <laughs> I'm going to send it to you. I'm sending it I to mean, you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and the cool thing is you can use it as like a body mist too. Like, cause you know how you're not really supposed to wear um, alcohol in your skin when you go in the sun. So for me, I use it in the summertime. Like when I'm going to the pool, I just put the deja vu hair mist all over my body. Wow. And then I, it's a bit safer, you know, than using alcohol perfume. That's crazy. Cause I think I douse myself in all perfume in the sun anyway, and probably I do too. Yeah. It's like, ugh. I'm like, shoot, <laughs> so I shouldn't guilty. be doing that anymore. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. I mean, yeah, yeah I, I recently heard about like a lot of people have been asking me about hair perfume and I'm like, I need to up my game because that's, I haven't been there yet. I got to go there. I'm going to send you some, I'll send you some of ours. And like something that I could recommend if you want to just use your regular, like at a perfumes on your hair mm-hmm. is if you just want to avoid getting alcohol in your hair, you can just spray it into your towel. And like when you wrap your hair out of the shower, it kind of leaves like the, the scent at least on your hair, or you could even spray your brush and then like brush it through your hair. Mm-hmm. So it just really gets inside. If everyone listening could see my face. <laughs> right now my jaws drop these are like life-changing hacks I just wow you're so adorable I love how passionate you are about fragrance like your excitement excites me (laughs) and I'm like yes well I love your excitement (laughs) I mean I've been a big fan of your of your content for a long time when Kayali launched I was just like I was so excited to try it and I just feel like you are the ultimate queen of fragrance. And if anyone would create something that was perfect, it takes one to know one, you know? And so your knowledge, I mean, I mean that in the sense of like the fact that you know so much about fragrance, 
it was like immediately I knew whatever you were going to create was going to be amazing because it's reflective of Thank your you. love of fragrance and your knowledge of it. I'm still learning like with you, you know, like I'm still trying to like just learn more because it is like a whole new world. Like I think when we first launched Kaeli, if I'm honest, like I think at that stage I was just like a lover and like I was obsessed, but I really didn't know like the technical details at all. And I was like a very, you know, super amateur when it came to these things. So I'm really trying my best to really learn as much as I can but it's hard. It's so much. Mm -hmm. It's like chemistry, biology, like physics. It's like, it is a lot tougher than I thought it would be. Um, but I'm trying and I love like that course we did together. And I just try read things Mm -hmm. and just educate myself, but it's, it's tough. Like I have so much respect for noses. Like I can't imagine what they go through. Well, with that said, I wanted to know with Kayali, what is like the process of you in tandem with perfumers? Like how, I saw that um, I saw that invite only was in partnership with Firmanish. Did I make yes, Firmanish? Yes. What is that yeah. process like? So um, Firmanish has actually been our exclusive perfume house for all of our launches to date. So we work with them exclusively as of as of now. Um, they've been incredible partners, honestly. Um, there was a woman who used to work there. She actually left to a competitor now, Asha Coco. She's an incredible woman. She's actually a huge reason why I was able to start the brand the way I was able to. She helped me with like recruiting people. She helped connect me to everyone. So I really have a lot of gratitude towards her and towards Fear Manish as well. But um, basically you just start with like a brief and the brief can be like really simple and short, or it can be really extensive. And um, if I use invite only as an example, it was really detailed. Like we Mm -hmm. described every single detail of like what we wanted people to feel, what kind of picture we wanted to paint. So, you know, we typically start with like, okay, a code name for me, invite only was Turkish delight because I really wanted to create something that was really gourmand, sweet, decadent, a bit exotic, you know, something Mm -hmm. very just like out there. And then we also describe things like, you know, if it was a celebrity, who would it be? If it was a season, where would, you know, when would it be a time of day, um, occasion, like you Mm -hmm. go through everything, a song, a movie, like you just try to paint this picture of it, like a vibe. And then you also share like a whole bunch of key ingredients you want to include. I literally put as a a description, gourmand explosion. Like I want this to be like it right now as you talk about it. Yeah. Oh my God. I want to spray with you too. I don't have mine near me. Ah. <laughs> Thank you. Here, I'll just spray it into Dubai. I wish. <laughs> no, it's so amazing to spray it as you talk about it because I'm just like, well, first off, I'm dazzling yes. myself in it. Okay. Wait. Dazzle, dazzle, dazzle. Go on. Yeah. So, I mean, it was just a matter of like really sharing the description of the key ingredients we wanted to use. And the hero note from the very beginning was Amber Mm -hmm. because I love Amber fragrances. So I was like, we need to create like an incredible Amber. I love the longevity, the projection, and just like the association as well with like Middle Eastern scents, because in the region, like we love Amber. It's something that people have been wearing for like Mm -hmm. centuries, like even the Amber oils and everything. So it was really like an homage to the Middle East and, um, It's also the first time we used oud in our perfumes as well. So it was like a really special fragrance, but um, it's just a lot of back and forth. And then once you brief the perfume house, they normally brief multiple noses. 
and they'll come back to you with a lot of submissions. And then you go back and forth until you get it right or until it feels right, at least. So that process can take a long time. It could take years because we're not only working on one cent at a time. It's like you're working on so many projects. So it takes a long time. Like invite only was actually started in 2018. But you got to get it perfect. Yeah. (laughs) And just finally launched. For everyone who's listening, who wants to experience it, it just, it's this warm, spicy, enveloping, sweet amber. And I just think the amber in this, like you said, is so special and it's something that in American fragrances, you don't, you don't get this note. You don't get this. How would you describe it? It's not amber? as popular. Yeah. I wish it was. Yeah. It's like a mixture of like so many different like gourmand, but woody and kind of like resinous notes. It kind of smells like as if you took like this is like not syrup, but something like coming off of a tree. It's like sappy. That was sweet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like sappy. It's such an incredible combination. And it's just, I find it very sensual and sexy. And you're right. It's not that popular in the the mm-hmm. US yet. Um, I hope yeah. it becomes more popular because I feel like once people get more comfortable with it, I feel like they'll fall in love with it. Cause I grew up in the States. So like when I moved to Dubai, I wasn't as used to those kind of scents, but yeah. as soon as I started wearing them, I was like, wow, what is this? It's so like interesting. And it just lasts for so long. And it's just so like, it's addictive. Yeah. How long have you been in Dubai for? Oh my gosh. I've been here for almost 20 years. Wow. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. I can't believe it. Like it's, it's mind boggling. When I say that out loud, I was supposed to come here for one year and I've been here for almost 20. <laughs> wow. Do you think you'd ever come back to the States or Dubai is home now? You know, in a perfect world, I'd love to be based between the two. And honestly, pre-COVID, I was kind of based between here and LA because I was out there every two months, you know, for a couple of weeks. So it was kind of like my second home. And I love, I love LA. I love the States, but um, yeah, with COVID now it's really hard. So I haven't traveled since 2019. So I don't know what, what the future is going to hold. You know, we don't know, but I do have to say being here is great from like a perfume perspective because it's like a perfume lover's dream. (laughs) There's perfume everywhere. (laughs) I got to go to Dubai. It sounds so inspirational for a perfumer's palette. Okay. So talking more about your line, do you have a favorite? I know you can't make a mother pick favorites, but is there one that you're like, this is the one I reach for? That's such a great question. Um, honestly, if I had to pick one and you're so right, it's so hard. Like I actually, I'm like looking at some of the bottles right. and I'm scared to like say it out loud. Cause I'm like, they're going to come haunt me, but I would say sweet diamond pink pepper is my favorite only because to me, it was kind of the rebirth of Kaylee. And I feel like previously, um, when we first launched the brand, like collection one, and even with deja vu, I still didn't really fully understand what I was doing. And I still don't, I'm still learning so much, but at that time I was really an amateur and I feel like with sweet diamond onwards, I have a lot more confidence in what I'm doing. And also in terms of like expressing myself, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense, like before I was kind of shy to really like paint a picture of what I wanted. And I almost kind of held back too much. So I feel like sweet diamond was like the rebirth and it was like, okay, she's here. <laughs> like, you know, so I, I feel, I felt really excited about that launch in particular. And I, to me, it's like, because of the scent and the memories mm-hmm. like that, that scent now reminds me of like my rebirth. Yeah. I mean, that's the power of scent too, of just that you associate things with different times in your life. So mm-hmm. if that's what that time was for you, it's like, it's 
That's one fragrance from Kaeli I haven't tried yet. I'm and sending I you everything. <laughs> I've, so I have Deja Vu, I have Vanilla 28, and I have Invite Only, and they are all amazing. Thank you. Um, but my the Sephora's by me, you can only order it online. So I ju- And the, the sample one was sold out, so I Aww. just picked a few that looked good and they're all wonderful. They're really amazing. Thank you so much. You're so sweet. Yeah. We are working on going in store in Sephora. So, um, in, in other parts of the world, we are in store in some locations, but Sephora us, we're just getting in store now. So we're really excited about it. Next year, hopefully we'll be in store and like a couple hundred doors. So I'm, I'm nervous. Cause I hope we like perform well, we're still like a baby brand, but I'm also just so excited and grateful for the opportunity. So fingers crossed. <laughs> you will. I mean, you don't need yes. that. It's going to be amazing. You're so sweet. Are you loving this episode? Same. Today's perfume 101 is on the note dehydromersinol. Dehy what? Dehydromersinol. Say it with me now. What the hell is that? Okay. Dehydromersinol is a scent that you have definitely smelled, but you probably don't know you smelled it. It is the most prominent note in Cool Water by Davidoff. I feel like if you know the note cologne, not like C-O-L-O-G-N-E, but like C-A-L-O-N-E, you're like in the same place. Like I feel like it's a similar, it's basically this dewy sort of cleaning type note that smells like a detergent. It's soapy, it's metallic, it's a little bit like lemon limey, but there's also something in it that's watery. And when you see any like synthetic watery dew note listed, it oftentimes has this note in it. So it was used in a few colognes prior to Cool Water. It was in Dracar Noir, Azaro Pour Homme, Green Irish Tweed, but very diluted and not in a very strong, prominent way. Then comes 1988, and they're just like, dump it. And that is Cool Water. And I think people were really surprised about the success of Cool Water because it is a cologne that does kind of smell like a household cleaning product, and yet it soared and it took off and it really brought about this trend of these sort of watery, detergent-y type fragrances that followed suit. So there you go. Today's Perfume 101, Dehydromersinol. One of the things that you are most known for among many is your brilliance with layering fragrance. And that is something that like, I don't really know the science behind or the rhyme or reason. So I wanted to just like, learn from you, what goes into your process when you're layering fragrance? To be honest, uh, I got really inspired after moving to Dubai um, about layering because everybody here just layers naturally. Like it's something they do. It's not even a question. So when I moved here, that's when I really started just layering and mixing everything. And honestly speaking, there is some sort of science to it. Like just the basics of like using the heavier fragrances first and using the lighter ones as toppers but I don't like to overthink it. And I always tell people like, if you're still like a newbie with layering, don't overthink anything, just play, have fun, you know, like experiment because fragrance is all about like enjoyment. You don't want to like get too nervous. So then you don't Mm -hmm. do it, you know? So I just like tell people spray what you like together. Most likely it will smell good together and just take it slow. You don't have to put five sprays of each at the same time, just do one spray at a time and, and have fun with it. But, um, everybody I've introduced layering to 
mm-hmm. has become obsessed with it. And I feel like it really does change your, your fragrance game. And I feel like it also adds a lot of complexity to what you're wearing and, and also longevity. Like every yeah. time I layer perfumes together, if on their own, they only last like three, four, five hours together, they last like six, seven, eight, you know, it's just something about mixing it together really adds a lot of depth. So I love it. And do you have um, favorite Kaali layering combinations? You know, I do, but for the most part, I just try to layer like according to the mood I'm trying to create. So it's not really about like one specific combination, but like, for example, in the morning, I'll mix the citrus and musk and maybe the elixir together. And that to me is just very energizing, ready to start the day. The apple note from the elixir kind of makes you just feel like you just took a bite of an apple. It's just like, it's really nice. Um, the musk makes you feel clean. The citrus is energizing. So that combination is like my morning scent. Um, if I'm going somewhere like where I just want to seem kind of like, I'm not trying too hard. I'll wear just like the musk and the vanilla and like date night is something like usually invite only a sweet diamond, maybe vanilla as well, or deja vu. So I just, it's always according to the mood. But if I had to pick a favorite, it would definitely be Invite Only, Deja Vu, and Sweet Diamond. Oh my God. Yeah, I love that. And Utopia. Okay. <laughs> it's like all four. <laughs> it's the last four that we launched. Yeah. Oh um, I, love, like a, I love that, that combination. Sounds, I was going to say trifecta, but that's four. So I don't even know what the word is for that yeah. quad. <laughs> quad yes. I mean, it's it's a really nice combination. And very long lasting, very sexy. And, and for me, I guess, again, it's like my memories of those scents are just mm-hmm. a lot more meaningful than the very beginning. Although the, the beginning was great too. I think there was a lot of like nervousness, anxiousness, a lot of like fear as well, because it was just, it was new. So, um, right. yeah, these newer ones, I have a lot more like happy emotions connected to it. So going back to Sweet Diamond for a second, because you said, you know, that you really associate it with like the rebirth. What was the inspiration or like the brief, brief, the brief behind that one? So the brief was really around the pink pepper note. And Mm -hmm. it was about, I love pink pepper too. And um, when I was actually in grass uh, back in 2018 uh, with Fear Manish, Uh, one of the noses there was just explaining like the different like science and biology behind all of the notes and the pink pepper one like stood out to me because I'm like a hopeless romantic and I love romance. And he was like, when you smell pink pepper, it gives you the same emotion of when you first fall in love. And I was like, ding, ding, ding. I was like, we have to make a pink pepper centered like fragrance where that's the hero note and we need to go hard on it. So that was the main inspiration originally. It was like pink pepper, romance, like flirtation in a bottle. Um, (laughs) So then, you know, that's how we kind of started the brief. And then we kept, you know, going back and forth and adding different things, but it's, it's really like a flirt flirtiness in a bottle. Like I want you to feel like soft, flirty, a bit feminine, but also like strong at the same time. Like, I feel like Mm-hmm. You know, I, I believe all, all fragrances are unisex, but I feel like this fragrance in particular celebrates the feminine energy in everyone. It's, it's mm-hmm. soft and hard at the same time. And I feel like women were so yeah. like, we're so soft. We're also so hard. We're so strong. So I, I, I tried right. to create that with the juice as well. I mean, yeah, I just feel like pink pepper is often such a top note, but to make it the heart note of a fragrance is really unique. 
and you don't usually get like a full a full-fledged like pink mm-hmm. pepper centered fragrance so that sounds really, really thank you you're so sweet I can't wait for you to try it like you have to record yourself while you're taking the first sprays and like I want it I'm going <laughs> to I mean okay so now on my left wrist this room is gonna smell like every single fragrance in the world I'm gonna spray deja vu <laughs> I love deja deja vu the name is so good for it because it takes me back to this nostalgic time. It takes me back to like the early 2000s of like getting into those like sweet, I just, I don't know. This is, I'm so nostalgic for this fragrance, even though I've never smelled it before. That's so amazing. I love that. I love that you say that. Is that what the inspiration was? Because I just like, I I had deja vu when I put this on. That's so amazing. Um, Honestly, like when I sprayed deja vu, it gave me deja vu too. And like, that was before we actually had the name. And I was like, this fragrance for some reason, just always like brings back so many memories. Mm-hmm. And for me, I felt it was because of the Jasmine note. Cause I have so many memories around Jasmine and a lot of it has to do with my parents. Like my, my mom loves Jasmine flowers. My dad does too. Um, I think it also has to do with like Jasmine's always like in spas and like in nice, you know, nice right. places where they have like the ambiance set with like the fragrance oils. So I feel like there's so much like jasmine throughout our lives and so that was Mm -hmm. kind of like my hero note with deja vu I was like I want a jasmine overload and it has a lot of other white florals too of course but um jasmine was like the hero I was like I just I love jasmine yeah that's a very special fragrance too it was um the first fragrance I worked Mm -hmm. on by myself because for collection one I worked on it with Hida Mm -hmm. my sister and that was kind of when we were planning on really doing Kayali together. And then we were like, this is not working. Wow. <laughs> we need to go our separate ways. And, you know, um, and she, she was like, you know what, this is your thing. This is your passion. You take over. But Deja Vu was my first scent on my own. So I was really, it's also very special, very memorable, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's a beautiful thing about fragrance. It's like, it's so, it's fascinating. Like sometimes I'll just like for the fun of it, I'll just go smell like the fragrances I wore in high school and like, sometimes it just, it almost makes me emotional. Cause I smell it and I'm like, oh my gosh, like that was 25 years ago for me. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, it's insane. And like, it just, it, you feel like it was yesterday, but it wasn't, you know, it's kind of trippy. Yeah. What did you wear in high school? Um, so my first fragrance I ever purchased was Liz Claiborne Curve. Okay. I don't know if you know that one. <laughs> yeah. I've like seen it at like TJ Maxx and Mark. It's crazy how those old fragrances like all end up at TJ Maxx. Yeah. Right? Like, I think they were there when I bought it too. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it. I, and I used to wear another one from Lancome, which I think they've discontinued. It was called We, like We. And then mm-hmm. um, a bit of David Off, Cool Water, um, and Tommy Girl. Like lots um, of girl. fun fragrances. Honestly, I want to do like a nineties video, just on like the cool nineties fragrances. Cause they were so like, yes. so different. It's crazy how much yeah. like sense change. And I know that's something that we learned together in our class, but yeah. it's so fascinating how like every decade or even every five years, there's like a different kind of, you know, popular profile. If you had to guess like what that is of now, like what, what do you think people will be saying about like 2021, like the 2020s of like sense? <sighs> You know, it's hard to say, but I think that the trend is becoming a little bit more earthy and more natural. And I think it has to do with the fact that we all want nature more and we're like, we're craving nature and, 
you know, just those more earthy scents mixed with like maybe more fresh and like citrusy scents because it's happy. And I think that we all are craving happiness and like good vibes. So I feel like that's something that we'll probably see around the corner and even like 2022, 2023. I mean, you know, if I could find a way to make people feel better and like happier and calmer, I would love to give that to people. So I think that brands should think about that. Like, let's try to help really set the mood with fragrance. You know, it's interesting. I I just interviewed an aromatherapist who specializes in using scent as wellness. And she kind of debunked for me because I was sort of saying like, you know, like is lavender supposed to be the thing that makes you calm? Is bergamot supposed to be the thing that makes you happy? Is citrus supposed to energize you? And she kind of said, it's about your own scent associations. And so like in, in that way, I think that Kayali already does that, like without thinking about like, oh, is this, you know, like if it's a scent association that makes someone happy or calm, it could be the patchouli could be something that makes someone fall asleep and like, you know, like you just, you just like don't, it's, it's so personal. It's like exactly what you were saying about deja vu of like, you've had like great memories and bad memories. And it's like, I don't know. It's, I, I, I feel like in making great fragrance, you're already doing that because you're making these memories and associations for people, you know? Oh, thank you so much. Honestly, like I try so hard, but it's probably the biggest challenge is like, because fragrance might be one of the most subjective categories in beauty. I think, I mean, I think everything is, but like fragrance is probably the most because of those memory associations. Like Mm -hmm. you just said, like, you know, depending on what you've been through your whole life or like what your, you know, your, your mom wore, what your grandma wore, what your aunt who you hated wore. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. You know, it's like, it can really affect how you feel about something. And like, even my own sister, like Hedda, we're super close, but like, she hates certain scents that I love, like lemongrass. One time she got sick off of like some Thai food she ate. So if she smells lemongrass, she wants to like vomit, Right. you know? So it's just, it's so, it's so, that's a big challenge, you know, because everybody has a different feeling, but we're trying to help people kind of like not control how they feel, but we're just trying to give them suggestions. So like for me, you know, when we marketed Utopia, we're like, okay, this is happiness in a bottle because to me it is, you know, like the mixture of coconut vanilla, Mm -hmm. it reminds me of holidays, vacations. So we're hoping to kind of like recreate that for people and hopefully people will get it. And if they don't, they don't, but maybe if they haven't smelled it before, maybe they'll relate. And I think other brands have done that really well too, like Replica, for instance, like I think they've done such a phenomenal job of capturing memories and then like creating it through fragrance but it's hard. <laughs> yeah, no. I, and I, I think the power of suggestion and fragrance is so important. And I, I mean, I really, I love all the marketing that you have done around the brand. I mean, I love the you. invite only creative with like the elevator and like how seductive it was. And it immediately gets you in the mood of like, oh, this is going to be like a bedroom or like a sexy, like this is like the like, naughty. I say this in the best <laughs> way. I'm, I'm reclaiming the term. You know, on TikTok, how people talk about like the pick me girl or whatever, Yeah, like the one who's like, like, I think we need to reclaim that term. I am so down to be the pick me girl. That's just yes. like, yeah, like, I smell the best <laughs> in the room. It is the total like pick me fragrance. Like I just. Oh my God. I love I that. Love I'm so happy that you're saying that too, because part of my inspiration creatively for invite only 
was when I went to crazy horse in Paris. So it's like, I don't know if you've seen crazy horse, but it's like a cabaret. I don't. So it's like, it's a cabaret where women perform and they're so sexy. They're so confident. They radiate like confidence and sexuality. And I was like, Oh my God, I want to be that. I want to feel that. And I'm like, but I don't naturally. So like, how can I recreate that? And this is the scent like where I feel when you wear it, it's, it's something that you have to wear with confidence because it's an attention grabber. It's not for someone who doesn't want to own all the attention in the room. You're going to own, like, everyone's going to be looking at you. They're going to be wondering who is that? Like, you're going to like, definitely you're going to create it. some curiosity. So it's a fierce fragrance. It's bold. And it's definitely for a pick me girl. Like you just said, <laughs> it's a pick me girl. And if you layer it with sweet diamond elixir Ooh. and deja vu, you are going to eat like no one will have a choice, but to pick you. I wanted to talk to you about your packaging too, because it's so special. And I know that there had to have been a lot of decisions and conscious creative choices because it's like, if I'm explaining it to people who haven't seen it, it's, it's just the shape of the bottle. Is it, is this a hexagon? It's like a diamond, like every part of it. Yeah. yeah. Every part of it is like a diamond and I'll show you like part of my inspiration came from like, these are kind of like the bottles you find here in the souk, like in the shops in the street markets. It's got a Middle Eastern vibe to it. Yeah. So I really wanted to make sure that we kept like a part of the identity tied to my roots. And because it was, you know, the perfume here was such a big part of my inspiration. I was like, I really want it in every detail. So it was inspired by these bottles that I found here. And like, when I thought about it, I was like, you know, why am I creating a fragrance brand? Why, why am I so obsessed with fragrance? And I was like, honestly, it's because for me, when I moved to Dubai, it was amazing. It was so incredible, but it was like, I used to see all these princesses. It was the first time I ever met royalty, you know? Wow. Um, Real royalty. It's so fascinating. But the the thing that fascinated me the most was how much perfume they put on. And it was like such a big ritual for them. Right. And I was like, oh my God. And, um, you know, I I went to school with princesses and they were like, they put their perfumes on me. And I'm like, when they put their perfumes on me, I felt like a princess and I felt like royalty. So I was like, you know what? I want all of these perfumes that we create to make people feel like royalty to make them feel like a diamond to make them feel like just so much love, you know, and so much um, attention has been given to themselves. So that's why everything is like diamonds. And like, I want you to feel like a queen. You are, you know, like our King, whatever, whatever it is. Like, I want you to feel like the best version of yourself and like you're splurging on yourself. You're spoiling yourself, you know? Um, So that was where the inspiration came from for the packaging as well. And also these bottles that I used to see just like on the dressers and drawers of people. I was like, it's so decadent. Right. <laughs> and I it's was like, so casually decadent to see that everywhere. Yeah. Right? Like it's, they're beautiful. They're gorgeous. And they look like, oh my God, like they look like treasures. And I was like, I want the perfume bottle that we create to look like a treasure. Like, I want you to be proud of it. I don't mm. want you to be like, you know, it's just a normal bottle, you know, because of course it would have been financially better if we picked a stock bottle, a stock cap, stock, everything. And it, even from like supply chain, it would have been amazing because it's so complicated when you do everything custom. But I was like, it just won't create the identity I'm trying to create, which is like really giving someone a piece of a piece of royalty for themselves, you know? So I really like, it's part of my mission. I really want people to feel like Queens and Kings. I mean, immediately holding this bottle. I also just like how it sits in your hand. Like as someone who like makes videos and like holds fragrance, I like where it, where the 
nooks are. Like I like where my fingers go to hold it. It's just. Oh, good. I'm so happy to hear that. And then the minis are the same design. And that, I can't even tell you, I'm sure you know, as someone who just has infinite amount of perfumes, but little bottles or samples, they're just like, they're either like not in spray form or it's a totally different thing. And I wanted to get a mini just to see what the, the packaging looked like. And when I took it out and it was an exact replica of the big one, I was like so excited. Thank you. You're so sweet. I just want you to know that your attention to detail is not lost on me. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. Honestly, like, um, you know, that was a tough decision because I've got to be honest, like the minis are almost like not even profitable because <laughs> they're so expensive. But I was like, you know, right. I really don't want to cut corners. I want to give people the best of the best. I want them to experience, you know, this, this feeling of feeling like you are a princess or a king or a queen or whatever. So that was something that I had to put my foot down. And I was like, we're not negotiating. Like we need to give people yeah. this like same experience, even if they're buying a mini, like I want them to feel like they can travel with it. They're taking this with them or they're trying for the brand for the first time, you know? So it was very important to me. I very much appreciate it. And I, I rec, I oh, know so that happy. brands don't make small versions <laughs> that look the same as the big. They probably like have better business sense. <laughs> I mean, you know, but this is so special. Like it makes you feel like if you can't put the full investment in a big bottle, you're still getting something really special. And I just, so, so many times it just becomes like a thin tube. And I just, I really, I thought this was really special. Thank you so much. Um, What was the first fragrance, you know, you were talking about how you're friends with royalty. What was the first (laughs) fragrance that ever made you feel like royalty that you tried? So there's actually, oh my God, I think I have it here. Sorry, I'm going to grab it. There's this brand called McAuliffe. I don't know if you know it. It's a very like niche brand. Um, They're based in grass. I love them. So this was actually a brand that was really popular in Dubai at the time when I moved here. And it's a very niche brand. And a lot of my like really like, you know, royal friends or even just friends who came from like really big families, they were wearing it. And I was like, oh my God, this perfume is so fascinating. It has crystals on it. Like not only does it have like this awesome like cap, but they have like Swarovski crystals and everything. And it just smells so incredible. So, um, this brand really inspired me and I, I always mention it. I'm like, I, I don't know if I would have started perfume if I didn't find this brand and discover it. And, um, my, one of my best friends in university, she bought me my first bottle. Cause I couldn't afford it at the time. It was so expensive. It was like $300, um, insane. <laughs> but when I wore it, like I literally felt like a princess, like I would just feel so special because it, it lasted so long. It projected so well. It smelled so different. It was so unique. And just the bottle as well. Like it was so inspiring. So I love it. And I actually met the owners when I first started working and I, it was actually when I first became self-employed, I was, I had a PR agency and I did their PR for free because it was like, everybody needs to know about your brand. Like you don't understand how amazing it is. Like not enough people know about you. So, um, I worked with them on an event and a little bit on their social media, but they were Mm -hmm. such a beautiful couple. And I still like love them so much. And I think their scents are definitely like one of the best, um, fragrance houses I've ever found. They're so, so special. Like you can tell the ingredient quality is just insanely amazing. And there's so much attention to detail too. They've been on my list of like wanting to try for a long time. I just haven't been able to get my hands on a bottle, but you- it's not very um, popular in the States. Like I, I think it's very hard right. to find, um, but definitely worth it. <laughs> like you have to try some of their perfumes. They're, they're amazing. Like really amazing. Okay. Mona. 
I want to talk about a few personal things. I want to talk about like the smells of your childhood. You were talking about jasmine and and smelling that everywhere and your parents loving jasmine. What's the strongest scent memory you have from your childhood? There's a few. I think one of the strongest would be baking baklava with my parents. So it's like an Arabian sweet. I love that. you like it? I love, I love it. it too. I love it so much. I think it's the reason why I was a fat kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I used to just like eat it all. Yeah. Um, but I love it so much. And just the smell of like freshly baked baklava. Uh, it's like syrup and like phyllo dough and nuts. Yeah. And like pistachio and walnuts and like sugar. It's such a beautiful scent. And it was just like good times for me. Like, you know, my parents are Middle Eastern, they're nuts. So like there were always good times. Like my parents would fight a lot. So I knew whenever we were baking baklava, it was like good times. We were like, have, we were all getting along and like, right. it was good memories. So I love the smell of like freshly baked baklava. I, I still like, if I smell it today, I'm just like, ah, oh, I get so excited. It's the best. It's, yeah. What's the smell of like, um, your first relationship, like teen love. <laughs> You're going to laugh. Don't laugh at me, but like, I, like, um, explored that part of my life much later. So I didn't even date anyone until I was in university. Um, and my first boyfriend ever dated, he got me magnetism from Escada. I don't know if you know that oh, yeah, one. Yeah, I know magnetism. I can picture <laughs> the bottle. Escada had such and I great... still have it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I still wear it because it like reminds me of like puppy love naivete and just being like less stressed out when you're in a relationship. So that is like a great, like, um, right. throwback perfume for me, but yeah, it was like in my like late teens, early twenties. <laughs> wow. It's cr- Yeah. It is crazy. Just looking back and being like, what were we worried about then? Like, it's so, it's just it's like, you only worried about them not messaging you back. <laughs> that was like the only worry. Right. There's no, there's literally yeah. nothing else to worry yeah. about. What's a typical day like for you? A typical day. I do have a pretty solid routine. Actually, now that I think about it, my routine is typically I wake up first thing in the morning. I train. I have to train. I pray as well. I like to set the day with like a lot of intention. I'm not always disciplined, but when I am, I try to journal and listen to a podcast like every single day, because I feel like when you consume that kind of content, that's like either inspiring or educational, it really does help set the mood right. And then I have something that I call slack time, which I just yeah. book in my calendar yeah. to like not have anything for like a few hours because it just helps me catch up on emails, WhatsApps, everything. And also just have time for myself to like plan. And then it's back to back meetings, calls, everything. Usually till pretty late in the day because we're, we have global offices. We have offices yeah. in the UK, we have them in the U S so it's pretty intense. And, and that's a typical day. And then in the evening I switch off pretty early cause I like to wake up early. Um, and that's it. But, and then I have shooting days, which are not typical at all content days. And that's always just like chaotic and crazy, but, <laughs> but good at the same time. Wow. I, you just, <laughs> and smelling I, a lot of samples in between. Sorry. I have to mention that like in between everything, like I'm sampling, testing perfumes on people looking for skin. I'm like, does anybody have clean skin? I need you. <laughs> I love how intentional your days are. And it, yeah, it totally checks out because you're incredibly productive and you have so much to show for all of your hard work. And and thank you. It wasn't like that for, um, to be honest, it got a lot better after COVID 
before that, I think my life was pretty manic and I had, I couldn't even see straight. And that's probably why I didn't really like find my flow very well. Like, I feel like I didn't really find my rhythm. Um, and then when like things kind of calmed down and I had space to think it was like, yeah, I had to like do the work and really start planning things very differently and be more thoughtful about everything. Right. I feel like COVID sort of forced everyone to just sort of reassess because it was finally a moment where you had the time to just stop and say like, is this working for me? And things that people thought they did want in, you know, I mean, now that I'm I'm in New York, as, as you can probably hear all the cars going by and like, I miss my social life so much during COVID. And now yeah. that I'm here, I'm like, I think there's like four people I want to see and that's it. Like, you just realize things that you thought were important before are, are different. So, so true. That's so, so, so true. I think it was kind of like, even though it's so horrible in so many ways with everything that's happened and people who got affected badly, like it's, it's awful, but I think slowing down was great for the world and great for everyone in some ways. The only silver lining of this terrible yeah. time, but definitely a silver yeah. lining for sure. Um, well, Mona, before, so we have one last segment, which is a rapid fire scent association game. Ooh, I like that. Before we get there, I have one final question, which is what is the biggest lesson you've learned as the founder of Kaali? That's honestly like such an incredible question because there's so many different things I've learned. Like part of it has to do with like fragrance and product development and like that whole world. But I think the biggest lesson I learned was like, how to really be a founder. And that I think I never knew, even though I helped co-found Huda Beauty, I had other businesses before I had my own salon. I had so many different things like being a founder, creating a memorable brand. That's going to leave a legacy. That's like a whole different ball game. And that takes a lot of like deep inner work and like really looking inside and like questioning, why are you doing this? You know, finding your purpose and just trying to figure out like, why are you so obsessed with this? That took a lot of therapy, if I'm honest, a lot of therapy, a lot of journaling, a lot of just understanding, and then being able to really start expressing myself. That also took a lot of therapy. And that's what I recommend to anybody, anyone who wants to start a brand, a real brand, not just a business, because there's a big difference in my opinion. You need to do the work, get therapy, understand yourself, journal like crazy, Mm -hmm. do crazy things. Like my therapist actually had me do all kinds of weird experiments. Like, you know, um, one day she's like, just binge watch TV. She's like, cause I used to not watch TV at all. She's like, I want you to watch TV for pure entertainment, not for the sake of learning, not for the sake of education. Like just have fun. Right. Right. Walk on the beach and listen to music, you know, do random things like Pinterest Mm -hmm. boards, like all kinds of just things like that. And it really helped me like get better at expressing myself. Writing as well was another mm-hmm. one. Cause I'm like, I'm so used to reading. I'm used to quickly replying to mm-hmm. people like very straight to the yeah. point, but I never was like very expressive when it came to my words. Like it was very limited and I'd always be very brief and like straight to the point. I think it's also cause like, I don't know if you know this, but my first job was, I was a banker. So like I was, I studied finance and everything. So it's, everything was very like rational, straight to the point, very like, non-expressive. <laughs> and I think I also had so many blockages towards my feminine energy. Like it was insane. Right. I was always operating in my masculine. So all these things were really blocking me from like creating a brand. So once I got rid of all of it and I started working on myself, 
that's when I feel like, you know, Kaylee was reborn and like, I actually started creating brand. I think before it was just like, it was kind of soulless, if you know what I mean. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's clear you've done the work and just listening to you and just, I don't know, you just have such an amazing, contagious, happy energy and it's Aww. so genuine and you, you're, you're so, so kind and I just... <laughs> I it's, thank you. I don't know, it's I'm, it's just so nice talking to you, and you're so easy to talk to. And same I, I here. really have enjoyed this conversation. Oh, oh well, I, I feel the same way about you. So thank you so much. New friends, now <laughs> yes! and smell all your fragrances. <laughs> yes, okay. please. Are you ready for our rapid fire game? Mmm, what's that smell? I think I'm ready. I don't know. I'm kind of nervous now. <laughs> don't be scared. There's literally okay. no wrong answer. Anything that okay. you say is the right answer. So that's okay. the rules of the game. I hope you can follow. I love um, it. It's very easy. You're always right. So I'm just going to rapid fire name people, places, things, and just tell me the first scent, or it could be a specific perfume, a note, anything, a smell, a color, whatever. Whatever comes to mind. Okay. Okay. Mona, what is the smell of Dubai? Oud. Oud. What is the smell of LA? Oh my gosh. I'm like, I'm stumbling. Um, I, I want to say palm trees, but like nice breezy palm trees, like with amazing air. Yeah. What is the smell of Huda? Deja vu. <laughs> she wears it like crazy. <laughs> That's so interesting that she wears the one that you made without her. That, and you right? know, what's so funny we actually started bumping heads and deciding to go our separate ways because we could never agree on a juice. She hated it when I first created it. I was like, no, I really want to, I want to launch this. And she didn't agree. And then after launching it, she started wearing it and she fell in love with it. So I'm like, yes. <laughs> Fragrance grows on you too. Sometimes you hate something and then all of a sudden it changes. Yeah. Um, what is the smell of your home? Probably coconut with um, a bit of sweetness. Um, it's actually a Bath and Body Works candle that I love so much. It's yellow. I'm blanking on the name, but it's, I'm going to send you a picture. It's divine. You have to get it. <laughs> what is the smell of love? Pink pepper. Pink pepper. Everybody, you got to try. Um, yes. What's the smell <laughs> of um what is the smell of embarrassment? Oh no. I mean, every time I like think of a, a feeling that's negative and I want to associate it with a smell, I always think of rubber and I don't know why, like rubber bands or like rubber gloves, you know, that stinky smell. Yeah. And I'm like, wah, wah. <laughs> like- wah, wah. Yeah. We are not going to see any rubber scents coming from Kaali for sure. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> no, no, no rubber in the future. Okay, the no. final question is, what is the smell of Mona? Oh my gosh. Um, I, I really think it's a, the trio of like floral, sweet, woody, spice. It's kind of four things, but kind of all together. Beautiful. Well, Mona, it has been like the highlight of this podcast to interview you. And oh my God, you're, you're so You're sweet, so Emma. incredibly kind and Thank you so much for taking time out of your incredibly busy schedule to do this. It's been wonderful. No, thank you so much. It's an honor to be here and I'm so happy to be speaking to you. I know we had our class together, but it's so nice to actually chat with you and I'm so happy we're new fragrance friends and I definitely want to see you in Dubai. We're going to smell perfumes together and we're going to find that perfume you were looking for. (laughs) I bet I know that the perfume is hundred percent in your closet. You definitely, if someone owns that fragrance, it is you. So someday we will find it. Now I'm so curious. I'm like, I need to find this scent. (laughs) I I don't, 
I I can't even because it was so long ago and I was so not as well versed in perfume as I am now. I don't even know if I'm accurately depicting the notes or if it was just my impression of them then, you know? So I don't We'll find it. I I just feel like I'd smell it and I'd know and that's about all I can go by. Mona, I don't even need to ask you for your plugs because everybody who listens to this podcast already follows you and is already obsessed with Kayali, but where can people find you and um, shop for Kayali? Thank you so much. Um, You guys can follow me at Mona Catan or at Kayali. And um, if you want to buy Kayali, we have it at hoodabeauty.com as well as um, Sephora's most parts of the world. Okay. Thank you. Well, thank you so much, Emma. So great speaking to you. Thank you, my love. Perfume Room is edited by Wyatt Peak. Music is by Max Vernon. And illustrations are by Israel Rodriguez. 